Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert, Speaking Hope and Freedom to Iran. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to join me today on my podcast. One of the great treasures we as Americans enjoy on a daily basis is freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of protesting, freedom of assembling, freedom of religion. And while these great graces given to us by God are being challenged today in our culture from big tech and social media, still we are the greatest, freest nation in the world. But my dear Iranian friends don't have the luxury of free speech, of freedom of expression, of freedom of protesting our religion. They live under a dictatorship government. Two years ago, in November of 2019, was one of the most bloodiest two weeks in the history of the Iranian people since the revolution. And in my book, Shout Freedom, The Desperate Cry of Iranians, I wrote a special tribute story so that we would never forget to ever take for granted our freedoms again and to bring awareness to the world of what my dear Iranian friends suffer with on a daily basis. I want to talk to you today on my podcast about the story I wrote entitled Like Lambs to the Slaughter. There is a song written by Sonic Bell dedicated to the egregious human rights violations taking place in China. But this same song has powerful lyrics that I think very much sum up the situation in Iran. Innocent lives, can we stand by and let these people die? Everybody stand up, stand up, stand up. Lambs to slaughter, sons and daughters. Tears are fallen. We haven't forgotten you. A song by Sonic Bell. Friday, November 15th, 2019, is a day that Iranians will soon not forget. The government announced that it was hiking the gas prices by more than 200%. The new fuel tax outraged Iranians who were already struggling to make ends meet in a desperate economic situation which was burdened by the United States sanctions. Refusing to comply with the oppressive new regulations, Iranians took to the streets in massive protests across 200 cities and towns, demanding their rights and confronting the sin of the regime, shouting, Death to the Dictator. Supreme Leader Al-Khamenei summoned his inner circle after watching the massive uprising and gave a stern command to them, quote, the Islamic Republic is in danger. Do whatever it takes to end it. You have my order. Close quote. What transpired after the Supreme Leader's command resulted in one of the bloodiest episodes since the Islamic Revolution of 1979. In order to conceal their savagery, the government shut down the internet nationwide to confuse the protesters and hide from the world the evil they were about to do. 
The IRGC, that is the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps, descended upon the innocent, peaceful protesters intending to crush the revolt and began shooting them in the head and in the heart. In the end, after two bloody and violent weeks, over 1,500 Iranians lay dead in the streets and in hospital beds, 17 of them young teenagers and 400 of them women. Over 4,000 had been wounded, 7,000 arrested. The IRGC had successfully carried out the direct orders of the supreme leader, sparing no mercy. Bodies of protesters were later found floating in rivers, while the wounded lay critically injured in hospital bed, some snatched up by security forces and immediately dragged away to prison. After the internet was finally restored, the world saw shocking videos of the military perched high above the roofs of apartment buildings and shooting directly into the crowd of peaceful protesters. Families of the victims were denied access to their loved ones' bodies, and they were told by security that they must first pay for the cost of the bullets that had killed their sons or daughters, or they would never see them. Supreme Leader Khamenei described the protesters as, quote, thugs and hooligans, while Assembly of Experts official Ahmed Katamai, speaking at a Friday prayer gathering on November 22nd, called them, quote, saboteurs waging war against God, execution by hanging for the leaders of these riots are certain, close quote. The innocent protesters, discouraged and despaired over the economic crisis, had taken to the streets, most of them in a peaceful manner, simply to let their voices be heard, demanding relief from the oppressive tax hikes. Some of the protesters were unfortunately caught in the line of fire while performing acts of kindness. One such innocent victim was 34-year-old Amini Shabazi, a housewife and mother residing in the city of Karaj. Amina left home on Sunday, November 17th, to buy medicine, only to be thrust into the chaos of the protests. She noticed a man near her had been shot and immediately responded to give him first aid. Removing her hijab, Amina began wrapping around his wounded leg when suddenly she was shot in the back of the head. Her body was withheld from the family for two long, egregious days until they agreed that no special ceremonies would be performed at the graveside and no interviews given to the media. We had been engaged for three days. They were the best days of my life. We were to marry on January 16th, but they took my misum away from me. I wish that I were dead too. A devastated and tearful Samia Shurdell will never experience the joy of that special wedding day. The IRGC made sure of it. Misam was shot in the abdomen on Saturday, November 16th in Karaj City near Tehran on his way home from work. 
Samia last spoke to her fiancé at around 5 p.m. and informed him about the chaotic protest situation. The situation was so dangerous that cab drivers refused to take on passengers, and that forced Misam to instead walk home. It was on his way home that Misam was fired upon. His friend rushed to the hospital from the repair shop while he worked as a mechanic. His hands were still greasy from the work as he lay struggling for his life in a dirty hospital bed. Misam was in excruciating pain. His body was black and blue. His eyes were puffy. Samia visited him the next day. It was two days before his 28th birthday. The fatal bullet had cut through his intestines and damaged his spine. Four days later, Misam died from his wounds. This unjust tragedy came at a time when the couple were experiencing the happiest moments of their lives. The memories of those days are all that I have left, Samia tearfully explained. The evil regime had been successful in crushing the protests and also crushing forever the lives of so many innocent young children and women who will never see the reality of their dreams ever come true. Their dreams of freedom and democracy ended with a stern reminder that the Islamic Republic of Iran is an iron-fisted dictatorship that forbids the exercise of free speech. Like lambs led to the slaughter, the peaceful protesters had been brutally murdered by a government intent on controlling their minds and hearts from the cradle to the grave. However, the world will never forget their cause, and I will never stop being their voice. The protests were not just about the tax hikes. No, the protests in over 70 to 100 cities were because of the result of over 42 years of oppression. 42 years of demonic oppression. No freedom. No freedom of religion. No freedom at all. The protesters were reminding this government that they cannot suffer this kind of oppression anymore and so two years later let us never forget the 1500 innocent peaceful protesters that were viciously murdered in the streets of the cities of iran i remember them in this song lambs to the slaughter sons and daughters tears are falling we haven't forgotten lambs to slaughter made to order tears are falling. We haven't forgotten you. Please join me in being a voice for my Iranian friends and praying for freedom and democracy to one day come to this beleaguered country so they can walk down the streets of Tehran once again without fear. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast.